0: welcome in good to have you back for vacation the Michael show is on the air the train didn't go off the tracks the newly anointed Grand Bills did a damn fine job and we are all back together again as we uh, we get ready for now what is uh, well we got a a couple of weeks before they're going to be a little bit scattered but After that, uh, we get into training camp, and then ultimately uh, the preseason and football season, and then we are in for the long haul. Welcome to the program. Uh, If you want to touch base with us, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You can find us uh, over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us uh, on Instagram, The Bill Michaels Show, Instagram, Facebook, same thing, and then subscribe for free on YouTube, on Twitch TV, on Click. Uh, if you want to go there as well, simply Bill Michaels Show, and then you can find us uh, via email address is thebillmichaels at gmail dot com. You can download, listen to us anywhere and everywhere on WOZN the Zone Madison, and uh, then you can find us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and on Google Podcasts as well. Grant, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good, Bill. I am happy to hear your voice. I uh, are you? Yeah, I enjoyed doing your show last week. It was a blast, but. I got a little lonely in here. We're talking about the ESPYS and the All Star Game. You can only right. talk so long about the ESPYS, Bill.
0: Right. No, I I, I had a couple of people. Now I, I was listening to you, as you guys were coming out of uh, Evo Show, out of the morning show, and saying that the the best and the worst of the weekend, the worst of the weekend was all the mo- you, you're not a motorcycle rider.
1: Well, no, it's I'm not anti-motorcycle. My girlfriend and I were trying to walk to a couple of spots on on saturday afternoon and there were just oh, a lot of them and i'm like i feel yes. like i either need to get a motorcycle or i just need to get out of get out of the way this weekend
0: there was a lot in town and uh, we we were on vacation through thursday morning and we came back thursday evening uh th- this was kind of the weekend on um now i was actually on, you know everybody knows i was on vacation but we got back on thursday about three o'clock by 6 o'clock, there was a Harley uh, event at State Fair Park at the Bud Pavilion. So we went there, and we were part of that. Then Friday night, we were out. I It's funny because it was like, where the hell were we? Uh, you start thinking to yourself, where were we? Friday night, we were out at Suburban Motors and did some stuff with uh, Suburban Motor Company, uh, which is up in Thienesville. And then Saturday, we were down at the museum. We were out at Wisconsin Harley. We were out at um, Milwaukee Harley. Uh, and doing events there. And then, uh, yesterday we actually rode in the parade. of uh, I th- I don't know how many thousands of bikes it was, but we actually w- were invited to ride in the parade for it down to veterans park, uh, which got all screwed up. And, and that's the only thing that I saw that was a dropped ball on Harley's part. But other than that, it was a good weekend. Uh, oh, and then on Saturday night, uh, Dan Buttry, who is the, uh, the, uh, director of the milwaukee or really the wisconsin war memorial we went with them and they have a beer garden out back and we ended up catching foo fighters back there so we were all over it was we did a bunch of different stuff in preparation and in promotion for the motorcycle ride coming up on sunday september 3rd we had a great time but it was one of those things when we got home yesterday uh yesterday we we finished the the parade and we just got out of downtown we headed straight over to stanny's and we just got some wings And we had a Bloody Mary and just kind of, you know, breathe a little bit. And then came home and went, it's almost like you need a vacation from vacation, you know. So that's what we did. But yeah, you're right. Downtown, really a lot of the area, not just downtown Milwaukee, but a lot of the area was really, really crowded with motorcycles and such. And hopefully I know I saw one accident uh, and there were some drivers that just. I, I still, to this day, can't understand the mentality of a driver that's just going to do what a, it's. Uh, how many times, uh, Grant, have you ever just had somebody where they put a signal on and therefore they just
1: come over? Oh, man. In Milwaukee, I am I am always, my head's on a swivel because it seems to happen God. a lot, especially down around Water Street. Red lights, yellow lights, a little bit of a suggestion. Everybody's just doing their own thing. Sometimes yeah. feels like on those roads.
0: It's, um, I, I can't. There was a mentality. We were coming out of the uh, Foo Fighters event on, on Saturday night. And people that just, they it's about them. They don't give a damn about anybody else. And off they went. And they were coming close to hitting bikes, coming close to hitting pedestrians. They just didn't care. And it was just amazing. We saw a fight. Uh, where one go- one car just wasn't going to wait anymore. So he was going to go around. He started driving through the bike lane. And I'm talking pedal bike, not, you know, motorcycle. He started driving through the bike lane, cutting people off. And it, one guy got out of his car, busted the guy's window, and started beating the hell out of the guy. It, it just, Oof. some people just don't care. And this guy, he was in a hurry to get, to meet his friends at a club, is what he was saying. <laughs> First of all, you're downtown on, you got Bastille days. You had different events. You had plus the Foo Fighters, plus all the Harley events that were going on around the city. And this guy just didn't care. And somebody took offense to it, and we just kept moving because I didn't want to be a part of the fray. But it, it's just like people just don't care. We did see one accident on 94 on Saturday. And, uh, again, a truck, from what I understand, just cut this, cut this motorcyclist off, and it just disintegrated his bike. And I don't know if he lived or died. I couldn't tell you. But it, that was the only mar of the weekend that we witnessed that was pretty, pretty nasty. But other than that, I mean, the weekend itself, you know, for as far as uh, all the bikes that were in town, a uh, uh, boom to the city of Milwaukee, that's for sure, into the state of Wisconsin. But just uh, uh, people got to be, a li- just take a couple minutes and be a little more courteous, man. People crazy. People, people are wondering
1: if uh, Harley Fest had a better venue and, and better acts in just two nights than maybe Summerfest as a whole. There was buzz. People were wondering, Bill. People are debating.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know. It, I, I To me, it's always about, now, the, the report was that Summerfest was up 40% this year. You know? Uh, it, it was, as far as attendance goes and money goes and everything, they announced some of the numbers over the weekend and they said it's up 40%, so... I take them at their word. I mean, there was a lot of people that were, some people didn't like the way Harley did things. Other, people's loved, other people loved the way Harley did things. And the amazing thing was, when we were staging yesterday down at American Family Field, uh, and we staged in the Yount and the Euchre lot, uh, which is where all the motorcycles were uh, getting ready for the parade, I, it was amazing the amount of out-of-country people that had bikes shipped to Wisconsin to ride in this. Uh there was a whole group of people when we first pulled in they were all from China. All their license plates were in Chinese. Really? Um yeah. Oh yeah. Um there was um there was a group of riders from Singapore, from Indonesia, there was a group of riders that were from all oh, Colombia um which <laughs> which is completely stereotypical and, and probably not the right thing to say. And I, I didn't say it, but I was standing there and, and there's a gentleman there that's yelling something to the people coming in in Colombia, from Colombia. And I, and finally I leaned over. I said, what are you saying to them? Because I couldn't understand it. He said, "Was where's the cocaine? I'm like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> so that was, uh, and they were laughing too as he was pulling in, thank God, because I didn't want to be what's considered to be an innocent bystander and all of that. Uh, you had people from Mexico. You had people from all over the country. It was just, it was an amazing conglomeration of people that were down at the, uh, at the staging for the parade yesterday. So a lot of fun. Good to be back, though. Uh, and probably one of the biggest stories locally in sports is the fact that the Brewers got off to an incredibly fast start uh, in the second half, knocking off the Reds, not even allowing the Reds to score in the first two games of that series. And uh, I already uh, have gotten it. I, I don't know if you saw Ben Kenny, uh hit me up on Twitter uh, yeah. say, asking if I was safe with the uh, Christian Yelich 18-and-a-half home. Look, I said all along, I didn't believe it. I, I still w- am going to hold steadfast until he you know proves me wrong, but Christian Yelich got off to another fast start. So if he can continue it, uh, it just it just elevates this team to another level. They just have a gear that they can go for it and they can do some really really good things. I know Gary over on the live stream already says I'm here for the Yelich haters today, um, and no no Yelich haters. Uh, it's he's playing some really really good baseball. Uh, I saw good defensive play, tracking down the ball deep in left field in the corner. Uh, and then, obviously, his offensive prowess, is, for the most part, you would say right now is back, being the best uh, best hitter on the team. So uh, it just uh, – they got off to a fast start. It's, it's fantastic. And then, uh, kind of a side note to what's going on today, not really a huge story, but I'm, I'm sitting here this morning, and I pretty much, while I was on vacation – Decided to take a complete break from like ESPN and and checking my phone and all that kind of stuff. I do pay attention to the scoreboard stuff, but I don't pay attention to the gossipy stories. But I get back today, and a buddy of mine texts me and he says, "Hey, hey, did you hear what they just said on GetUp?" And I'm like, "You know what? I'm pretty much anti-GetUp at this point. I just don't want to. I don't want to delve into that." And I thought it was going to be about DeAndre Hopkins and the fact that he's signing with uh, the, the the Titans, not the Patriots, and and such, and, and the whole Saquon Barkley thing that they're they're blowing up uh, in New York because they're in New York, they said no. They picked the Packers to win the division. Did you see that by any chance today? On GetUp? Yeah.
1: Ain't no way. I'm going to try to find it. They, I want to know who said they that. They
0: picked the Packers to win the division, and it was under the title of Lot of Love for Love or something to that effect, but I, I haven't seen it, and I said, I, 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 look – if you believe that Joe Barry is going to come down out of, the, uh, out of the mountain of whatever he's been on and says we're going to be aggressive, we're going to get after the quarterback, we're going to do all the things that Brian Gudekins wanted us to do last season. If you believe that the young wide receivers are taking a massive advancement step towards getting better this year, and then the first-year guys, uh, specifically the tight ends, are going to contribute unbelievably. The offensive line is going to be one of the best in football, as always. That the defensive front is, with Devontae Wyatt, and specifically with Quay Walker backing him up, has, is, is going to take this massive advancement. Then I can see it. I, I can understand that. But to come out and, and act as if Love's it, I they went from making Jordan Love jokes to Jordan Love now looks really good, and he's ready to go. And because, you know, A.J. Dillon obviously was backing him, and, and rightfully so, he's your guy. But all, with all the players inside the, the locker room at 1265 backing Jordan Love, they act as if that is the the final step in just winning the division is if they just have to roll their helmets out at this point. And I still don't see it, but I am stunned that they picked them this morning. So, that was going on as well. But the Brewers get off to the fast start. And now I think you look at the Brewers and you say you are squarely entrenched as a buyer. Uh, I did like what uh, Corbin Burns had to say in regards to one of the interviews uh, near the trade deadline. Or, uh, excuse me, near the uh, all, during the All-Star break when he said, hey, uh, I would assume they learned their lesson from last year. We are, we're, we're here. He's, he doesn't plan on being traded. We're here to win this thing. We want to go for it. And the Brewers right now two games up on Cincinnati, eight games up on the Cubs. Pittsburgh and St. Louis, if I was Wayne Larvey, I would be screaming, there is your dagger. It is over. They're done. They're not they're not they are no longer players in this division. It is basically Cincinnati, possibly Chicago if they could get hot, but for the most part, it is a two-team race. And the Brewers with fifty-two wins on the season, still nine games short when it comes to the win column of what Atlanta has done. But uh, only a game behind say the Dodgers uh, who lead that division now out west because Arizona has faltered a, a little bit and they're standing to, losing four straight by the way they uh, they are two games back in that division after leading that division for much of the season but here come the Dodgers but it's it's the Brewers and, and the Reds and I don't believe the Reds have the pitching to get the job done. I think the Brewers are going to win the division. Uh, I was I, I picked them at 83 wins on the season um maybe 88 89 wins win this division, but I think the Brewers are going to win the division. As long as they don't do anything stupid and mass injury doesn't hit this team and just decimate them. Uh, If they go out and get themselves an additional bat, maybe something in the bullpen, whatever, I think they're going to win the division, and they're going to find themselves in the postseason. So I don't know what all you – what what was the hot topic last week, Grant, when you guys – because that's the week I take off, and that's the reason I take off is because everything just goes quiet. So unless somebody wakes up and does something stupid and they find themselves on a police blotter, it's a great time to sit back, relax, and do absolutely positively nothing. So that's the reason I always take that week.
1: But what was the hot topic du jour last week with you guys? Well, and you're a smart man for taking last week off. <laughs> I, uh, I wrote down this morning. I woke up. I said, I'm going to put together a list of what you missed. So when Bill comes back, I can say, well, this is what happened while you're gone. I only wrote down two. Th- I could only come up with two things, Bill. I have... The Jets are going to be on Hard Knocks, which yes. was announced last week. And we learned more about what the money is needed for an American family field. That's that's about it. And that was Friday. There was an article that came out, and Rick Schlesinger was like, we need air conditioning things and boilers and wires and TV things. Those are really the two big talking points. And then, you know, brewers buy or sell at the trade deadline. That's just kind of a theme of sports talk yeah. this time of year. But those are really the only two specific bullet points I could remember this yeah. morning. Yeah,
0: I uh, I, I really... Like I said, I don't pay a ton of attention. I do scan. Uh, I start scanning when I get home. Some of the some of the headlines, um, but the whole thing. And I've said this time and again. And I know it's kind of a little bit off topic, but it goes with what you just stated. Uh, the whole thing about American Family Field, and this, and and I've been saying, write it down. This is the way it's going to work out. Um, we know what's the the surplus is in the state government budget. We know how Republicans feel. We know how Democrats feel. It's funny how everything flip-flops when it comes to your own political party because it was Republicans that ended up wanting it and getting the expenditure for it years ago to build it, and now suddenly they don't want to take care of it. And It's all posturing. It's all crap. Every time they're moving their lips, they're they're lying to you or just saying something that you want to hear is acting as if they're, they give two dams about you. But not one person that I have talked to, which one, by the way— Nobody wants to go on record. Nobody. Number two, nobody wants to be on watch if they would lose the Milwaukee Brewers. Nobody. Nobody wants to be sitting in that seat politically to watch the Brewers pack up the wagons and move out of town. So it's going to get done. There's going to be more pontificating and posturing, and there's going to be this this deadline and last minute and all this crap, and then by the time it's all said and done, they're going to get it done because nobody Nobody I have talked to, wants to be on the on that in Senate or in government if they should lose the Milwaukee Brewers. Nobody wants that on their watch. So, just in talking to everybody, they will go, "Well, now we got this hurdle, and well, we've got to agree on this, and we've got shut up. You're going to get it done. It's it's all you want to do is act like in, in election years, specifically with Democrats and Republicans so segregated when it comes to a, a presidential." run coming up here in a couple they nobody wants to bow nobody wants to step out of their party nobody wants to be excommunicated nobody wants to suddenly feel the wrath of their party but they're all nobody wants to lose the Milwaukee Brewers so they're going to get it done I have absolutely zero worries because right now every time they open their mouth it's nothing but just it's like a fart coming out of their breath it's just crap that's all they're spewing is crap uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. I'm a little bit late, but we got a lot to talk about. Brewers get a nice start to the second half of the season. Packers pick to win the division. I can't believe it. Uh, I'm back. I'm feeling energized from vacation. So everything is on the table today. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends of Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And at Pella, we all know that I've got them in my house. Absolutely, positively love them. Uh, I've been talking about them for a long, long time. You know that. And uh, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Uh, I am, uh, more than thrilled with, I got home and the house, uh, when I left the house was at 75 degrees. When I got home, the house was at 75 degrees. Everything was cool. Everything upstairs. Awesome. The house was locked and secure. Uh, it was, it's fantastic. Everything I tell you is absolutely positively true because I actually live it. I have them. And I put my money where my mouth is. That's our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. You can bundle it all up right now. You can save. So go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Or call them. 855 PellaWI. That's 855 PellaWI. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It's summer, and that means racing. Road America's in mid-season form. Still to come, the WeatherTech International Challenge with Brian Redman, the NASCAR Xfinity Series, IMSA, the Porsche Sprint Challenge. Tickets are still available at roadamerica.com. It's a new year with a new track and new features. Campsites available, and public karting is open. Bring the whole family and share the excitement. Go to roadamerica.com. That's roadamerica.com. Road America, America's national park of speed.
1: Welcome to Pella.
0: Hi, it's come to my
1: attention. I need new windows. You do? Hey, sweetie, what's this? My art project. Honey, it's rotten. We need to toss it. Then why do we have to keep our rotten windows, Dad? Well, you came to the right place. Pella has a limited lifetime warranty on our wood windows, so this doesn't happen again. Thank you. Visit PellaWI.com today.
0: Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show. On this Monday, can't believe we're at July 17th already. It's like half of the summer is gone. And uh, I'm still trying to get out and get caught up and enjoy everything. And uh, it's it feels like it's just flying by as we kind of race towards uh, training camp and race into the second half of the baseball season. However... Uh, I do want to remind you, we're, we've got a lot of different things we're going to be doing. Next Wednesday, we're going to be live uh, in Franklin, at Franklin Field, because the Milwaukee Milkmen are hosting a game that night, but it is Fisher House, Wisconsin night. So we want to go out and do some promotion for that. And if you go to their website, and or maybe you go to fisherhousewi.org, you can buy some tickets to that game. And, uh, you know, part of the proceeds go to Fisher House, Wisconsin, and we're trying to promote that and trying to promote people going out and supporting Fisher House. If Maybe say you don't ride a motorcycle. But uh, we're going to be there. Then the next day we're going to be at Packers Training Camp. Uh, then the day after that we're going to be at Road America uh, doing the show up there as the NASCAR Xfinity Series comes to town. A week later uh, we're going to be heading out towards Sturgis, South Dakota, for the motorcycle ride. And this, uh, you know, I some people were asking if um, – if uh the uh um we're going out uh, was it next year or two years, I think they've got an anniversary coming up. Uh we this is gonna be the last time we had the sturgis for a few years. We got so much going on. We're already like pre booked. So uh we're gonna go out and have a lot of fun this year. So we're gonna go out and make the most of it. And but yes, we are gonna go. And our on site broadcast out there is brought to you by ANSIA Sound Art. And I'll give you some more information about that coming up here in a little bit. But ANSIA Sound Art is really, really cool in case You've never heard of it or seen it. Uh, basically, uh, Sound Art USA is also part of that, but you, they can take any picture, turn it into a canvas, but the cool thing about the canvas is is that it's also a Bluetooth speaker, and the sound in these things is amazing, and I've been talking about this for years, and they're, uh, we're going to do some stuff with them in conjunction with the motorcycle ride coming up, and they're, commemorating, or they're commissioning some really cool prints that we're going to give away at the motorcycle ride, but... Thanks to our friend Steve and the gang at Ansia Sound Art. Now, they're based out of Phoenix, Arizona in Old Scottsdale, but they have a store on Main Street. So if you're a Wisconsinite or anybody within the sound of my voice and you're going to Sturgis this year, stop in on Main Street, right next to the big uh, uh, swap shop or whatever the hell it is, that great big giant place that has like numerous businesses in it on Main Street. But look for Sound Art USA and uh, go in there and Steve and Mike and everybody that work in there. Great people, and we will see you out there. We're going to do some stuff with them too. So, looking forward to heading out in that direction. So, this morning, I had mentioned a buddy of mine texts me, and he says, "Hey, um, we're you know uh, they just picked the Green Bay Packers to win the division on GetUp," and I'm like, "Well, that doesn't even make sense because they've been nothing doing nothing but really kind of knocking the Packers ever since Rodgers went out the door. I mean, Mike Greenberg on GetUp, my God, it's all Rogers all the time. If Aaron Rodgers said, "Hey, we got to switch to a a low fiber diet of only." you know, Snickers bars and x lacs I'm sure Mike Greenberg would be wearing a diaper on getup. I mean, come on. And so I said, there's no way. And so sure enough this morning, this is what was said on getup in regards to the Green Bay Packers. The NFC North, I think it's a two-team race. I think Minnesota has fallen back. They've lost too many players like Dalvin Cook, like Zazarius Smith, amongst many others like Patrick Peterson. I think Green Bay with Jordan Love is going to play a lot better than people realize, and then Detroit – the last time we saw them play, they went in and beat Green Bay. So I think Detroit, with a really good offensive line and approved Jared Goff, and Green Bay with a young Jordan Love will be the two teams that will be the favorites in the NFC North.
1: A lot of Detroit buzz last week while you were gone, Bill. Yeah. Some guests that came on and just in the sphere of sports talk. A lot of love for Detroit right now. And and really, I'll be honest,
0: rightfully so. I, you know, I I, I think Detroit or Minnesota until Minnesota gets knocked off. They're the team to beat. I mean, they've got a really good offense, even without Dalvin cook. And I, to, to me, all they had to do was bolster their defense and they would be the, still the team to beat now Detroit. Uh, let me ask you this
1: grant. Do you trust Detroit? And I said this last week, it's easy to be the plucky young up and coming team with no expectations. And that's kind of what Detroit was last year. A lot mm-hmm. of teams can do that. Right? It's that next step that's hard to right. go from the team that overachieves to the team that lives up to expectations. I don't I don't know. I think they're the most talented team in the division. Yeah, it's still Jared Goff. Not sure about Dan Campbell, but yeah.
0: Yeah, well, that just did. Dan Campbell gets him to play, um, and, and I, there was a conversation I had with a writer in Detroit um, when Detroit came to town last year, and I said, what is it about this team? He said, I'll tell you, there's one thing that they do, And they do very well, and that is follow Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell is a motivator. He's a guy that gets guys to run through a wall for you. And I said, so what's holding him back? And he said, Dan Campbell. (laughs) I said, what do you mean? He said, because Dan, you know, when you talk to him, he's he's very much a rah-rah guy. It goes a long way when things are good, but he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. And he has to put good people around him to be that. But when things are bad, the rah-rah only goes so far. So the guy, the, the reporter that I was talking to said, you know, it's just you're waiting to see when things are bad or as if this team looks they like they can't dig themselves out of the hole. Then if the rah-rah is still going to work or if it's just going to become, you know, kind of like falling on deaf ears, you can only cheer so much before people just go, OK, whatever. And then you got to get into brass tacks. So you're kind of waiting to see if there's the implosion of Detroit this year, is what a lot of people would expect. Because that's what Detroit does, or if Dan Campbell's able to bring them, motivate them, and lift them to that next level, like you said, it's one thing to be the darling; it's the other thing to actually own the title, and they haven't been able to do that yet. So, I'm, uh, I'm, I, I am looking forward to this season of probably as much as I have
1: in a long time. We talked I a lot about it's pretty even, yeah. The NFC last week, Bill. Other than the Niners and the Eagles, what do we actually know about the NFC? You know, what What team would you pick to win this conference if I told you you can't pick the Niners or the Eagles? Who knows, right? The Lions might right. have as good a shot as anybody, and we don't even like the Lions that much, as is, is right. you're saying.
0: If I had to say, like, sit down right now, I would say if San Francisco can put it together with a quarterback, they would be the team. They're still the, the Eagles, like you had said. But if I had to go in another direction, you could take a sleeper like Seattle, And do you expect Geno Smith to have another year like that and then that team to take the next step, or do you expect an implosion? Uh, Same thing with Detroit. Then there's still the biggest biggest question mark, and I I think it's already been answered, but nobody else does. I don't think Dak Prescott's a winner when it comes to the postseason. But the Cowboys certainly have the pressure on them this year with Mike McCarthy taking a play calling back and all that kind of stuff. This is it for the Cowboys. This is their run. So can the Cowboys – kind of take over that top spot in the conference. Other than that, I agree with you. I don't know who else is up there. Uh, I don't think it's Atlanta. I don't think it's New Orleans. Uh, Carolina with Bryce Young, a first-year quarterback? No. Not going to go in that direction. The one team that could possibly maybe surprise some people, could it be the Rams? Could the Rams end up... You know, with a healthy Matthew Stafford this year and uh reinvigorated with new family and such Sean McVay, can 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 they put enough together over there and do enough defensively to be able to sustain out there in the West? If they can win the West, say San Francisco falters because of a lack of quarterback play and Seattle was a one hit wonder with Geno Smith. I that might be an area. But beyond that, I agree with you. I, I don't I if I couldn't if you had to take Philadelphia and San Francisco out of the mix, I don't know who I would go with. Unless there is a harmonious reunion with Saquon Barkley going back to, to the Giants, and maybe Daniel Jones takes that next step. Maybe you could pick them. And remember, since Moses was a baby, nobody's won in back-to-back years, the NFC East. So if it's not going to be the Eagles this year, then who is it? Is it going to be Dallas, or is it going to be the Giants? Does How many losses does Washington Washington steal from a couple of those teams along the way? I I don't know. And I think the NFC, short of those two teams of Philadelphia and San Francisco, I think the NFC is as wide open as it's ever been. I, I really do. And it's not top-heavy at all. Not at all. It's a whole lot of mediocrity and a whole lot of question marks and unknown. Whereas the the AFC is, psh, boy. If you look, they were doing a, a thing this morning on the NFL Network on, on the, the toughest teams this year. And I think they were just rating them on total wins and losses. I don't know what specifically the toughest meant. But um, they were doing the rating. And the majority of teams were AFC teams this year. Philadelphia was sprinkled in. San Francisco, they still had the question mark because of the quarterback play. But beyond that, it was who you'd think it would be. It would be Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo. New York is still one of the darlings. Baltimore, because of now they've really kind of stocked up, you know, and what they believe. Justin Herbert and company out there with the Chargers. I mean, there's a a lot in Jacksonville had the resurgence last year with Doug Peterson. Can they then take another step? Does Tennessee get vastly better? I mean, one of the guys that had to breathe the biggest size of relief uh, was probably Derrick Henry when they signed DeAndre Hopkins, which I still can't believe he's going there. But now Derrick Henry can go, oh, thank God. Somebody, somebody to take the defense out of the box so I don't have to beat the hell out of people just to get a couple of yards. So now you have to account for him if DeAndre Hopkins can stay healthy. So does Tennessee now win that division? over Jacksonville. So there's a lot of question marks over in the AFC, but it's, it's pretty top heavy. Whereas the NFC
1: pretty much wide open. Doesn't Deandre Hopkins going to Tennessee feel a little like Julio Jones at the end. I'm just not convinced that that's some amazing move. It's nope, old and expensive.
0: It's old. It's expensive. Uh, it is. T- it is Tennessee pushing the chips to the middle of the tables, taking a chance because they, they're like, look, we've done everything we can possibly do. We just got to get something, something because sometimes it's not even about the player itself. It's about the move that's made, telling everybody in the locker room, we believe in you. You know, go back to what Brandon Woodruff said last year when they traded away Hader. The message was, we don't believe in you. We don't think you can win it. Therefore, it was detrimental to the entire team by the trade of Josh Hader. So on the other hand, this is a move where you can say DeAndre Hopkins may not be DeAndre Hopkins back when he was with Houston or even early on when he was with the Cardinals. But at least he's a guy that can, one, help Derrick Henry, two, maybe make the, the, the sticks move a little bit, help out Tannehill. And in addition to that, tell everybody in that locker room, including the head coach, we believe in you. We think that it's time for us to go for it. We can win this division. Let's go deep into the postseason. It all so, comes back to the hater trade. Everything comes back yeah. to the hater trade. Everything, is, everything <laughs> revolves around it. Everything. Everything does. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break and, and come back. we got more to get to. Stay tuned. A whole lot more coming up at the Bill Michael Show right after this. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Robert Specialty Meets Waukesha. And i got to say this because it was such a hit. I uh, took the Robert Specialty Meets with us on the road and uh, had, a, first of all, a great time. But everybody loves it. And every time I go back to... Uh, to Indiana, and we kind of have the class reunion, so to speak. Everybody always asks for the Al Capone's and the extra spicy hot Italian sausages. And now the jalapeno uh, sausages as well, the brats that everybody loves. Uh, you can't go wrong. Robert Specialty Meets Waukesha. Go to robertspecialtymeetswaukesha.com. If you're going to do your grilling, your tailgating, getting ready for football season, or still going down to American Family Field and tailgating before Brewers games, make it robertspecialtymeetswaukesha.com. That's robertspecialtymeetswaukesha.com. This is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone radio network.
1: Welcome to Paula. Hi. It's come to my attention I need new windows. You do? Hey, sweetie, what's this? My art project? Honey, it's rotten. We need to toss it. Then why do we have to keep our rotten windows? Dad? Well, you came to the right place. Pell has a limited lifetime warranty on our wood windows, so this doesn't happen again. Thank you. Visit PellAWI.com today. Ah!
0: Say thanks to our friends at Cunis RV. Go to K-U-N-E-S. kunesrv.com. We are back. We are happy. We are about to travel a lot in our cruiser, and uh, look for it up in uh, Green Bay. Uh, coming up in a week, we're going to be up there for uh, one of the opening, uh, you know, rounds of training camp. So looking forward to that. But uh, but yeah, look for uh, look for the uh, the big unit cruiser to be heading out and heading the road, whether it's uh, at Road America or at the Packers Training Camp, and then obviously out in Sturgis. We're going to be out there as well over at the Full Throttle and the Pappy Hoyle Campground, so really looking forward to doing all that stuff with our friends over there at CUNES, K-U-N-E-S. Go to cunisRv.com and the Burn Camp ride is coming up this weekend, and uh, I know that uh, Greg Cunis uh, really big into the Burn Camp, and as a matter of fact, that's one of their main charities, and so we, uh, we're going to do that. I think, it, uh, I think it's a crazy train down in Watertown if I'm not mistaken, or Waterford, Waterford, Waterford. So uh, we're going to head down there this weekend and do that and participate in that with them. So we're really looking forward to that. It's a great, great, uh, it's a great, great uh, ride for, uh, for kids. So we're really looking forward to it. 877 uh, 867 If you want to find us, do it. Uh, the, by the way, uh, many of you are asking about the, the reaction from Aaron Rodgers regarding hard knocks. Uh, I First of all, it's typical. Secondly, I could care less. I uh, I think I, yes, I think I'm going to get it. But Grant, are you going to get uh, the HBO app so
1: you can watch Hard Knocks? I, I'm an HBO guy. That's my favorite streaming okay, service. Okay, so you've got it anyway. Yeah, the last couple of years I've watched like one episode of Hard Knocks, and it's fine. This I will watch intently. I'm very interested to see the Jets on Hard Knocks. I will watch every episode. Yeah, I, I uh, am, I'm, I'm going to be really interested to see
0: what, they do in regards to Rodgers and what access they get, because that's what everybody's tuning in for. Nobody gives two dams about the New York Jets. If Rodgers wasn't there, New Yorkers would, but the rest of the world would, wouldn't give an S about it. But because Rodgers is there, now the whole world wants to look in, you know? So the if if they don't have quite a bit of feature of, Voice behind the scenes stuff of Rogers, Sala, Nathaniel Hackett. If they don't have that, I it then becomes relatively boring to me. It's white noise. But uh, but I got to assume that they are going to try to focus on Rogers as much as possible. I mean, it we we all knew when the when there was a talk of a trade, and then we looked at the uh, you know what the Jets have done and haven't done and there was only four teams eligible for hard knocks, we, we were kind of like, this is a no-brainer. There is no way in hell, no way in hell, that the NFL is not going to get hard knocks. I mean, they are, I, I'm I'm assuming Roger Goodell wakes up every morning with this tent in his bed. He's excited. New York market, everybody's tuning into hard knocks. It's an NFL-produced program. Oh, he just, he he's got to be just giddy. Just giddy that right there in his own backyard where his office is, that the entire world is going to be looking through that microcosm that is the New York Jets because everybody's interested in all of this and all of the drama and everything that's going on. It's the best thing in the world for the NFL. Regardless of what you feel about it, positive or negative, it's the best thing in the world for the NFL.
1: Well, that's what Goodell does, right? Oh, the team doesn't want it. Players don't want it. Well, it's good for the league. It makes us more money, so you're going to do it. That's classic Roger Goodell.
0: Right. Jason says uh, just like no way in hell nothing's going to get out that's going to make Aaron Rodgers look bad. Uh I see I don't know. Rodgers is Rodgers and he's already said stuff that we know is either hypocritical or a flat out lie. We ha- he has said stuff that makes him look Different. I don't even want to say depending on how what do you feel about it. You know, whether it's the ayahuasca going into the darkness, the psychedelics convention, whatever, whether it's the relationship with girlfriends or family or anything off the field that's made him different to you, whatever you feel, he's already done things and said things that makes him look in some eyes bad. So I don't I don't know how much I don't think Rogers is gonna have any creative control other than ducking the cameras. I just don't think that he's going to have that ability. So I think a lot of us kind of just hold our breath and hope that hard knocks focuses on the things of interest and, and not the things we're all tuning in to see Roger Sala and Nathaniel Hackett. That's what we're all tuning in for. And then you've got his guys, you know, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, and you go through that list, he's got his guys. So you're looking for that, that dynamic, the rest of the team, eh, they're there, They're background filler. That's what everybody knows, you know? Um, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670, if you want to find us, do it. Uh, the uh, Frosty Snowman says, I, too, am excited to see the Packers in love. Hope he comes out swinging. Aaron who? Um, I Again, going back to the comment that I made earlier, this is probably one of the more exciting seasons, or pre-seasons anyway, that we've had when it comes to anticipation. There's anticipation for wins and expectations, and then there's anticipation for the great unknown and hope. Hope that there's a future. Hope that things are good. Hope that Goody's made the right choices. Hope that Matt LaFleur's offense is Matt LaFleur's offense. And we're seeing this Shanahan, Debo Samuel use of Christian Watson. And we're seeing guys flying around. And this new energy. And the dark cloud is lifted. And, you know, ding dong, the witch is dead. And all that crap, right? We're, we're, we're excited for that. But as anybody. Sitting out there going, boy, this is our year. Here we go. This <laughs> is Lombardi Trophy. Oh, boy. I don't think we're doing that. So it's a different excitement. I will completely, completely get get, get with you on that. It's a different excitement. But I just don't know what's to come. And uh, the, every, the fact that everybody has this optimistic opinion, I think because everybody's record is at zero at this point, why not? Go for it. Uh, Rick says, did you see Aaron Jones did not make ESPN's top 10 running backs? Uh, I did not, only for the fact that I detached from the four-letter network, but it doesn't surprise me. It it doesn't surprise me because Aaron Jones is not flashy. He's not in a big market. He is uh, he has been underutilized in a lot of ways because of the passing game. Um, Because of the quarterback that's overshadowed him. Uh, it doesn't make him any more or less better. It just now he gets a chance to shine a little bit more. And I think you're going to see a little more focus on the, uh, on the run game as well this year. Now I don't think you're going to see that, you know, 60, 40, 70, 30 mix that everybody thinks is, is going to happen. Cause I just don't think the Packers have that kind of a run game. Uh, the only way that's effective is if AJ Dillon's effective because then he becomes, you know, Aaron Jones becomes the fastball to the big breaking ball, you know, but, uh, but I think it's going to be um, I think I think you're going to see a rely a reliance on the offensive line, probably more so than anything, which the offensive line, any lineman wants. you you want to be able to run block. That's what you want. You pass blocking's one thing because then it's more up to the quarterback to get the flash. But if you can start opening up holes and you can start dominating at the line of scrimmage and you can start opening up holes for your running back, well, oh, offensive lineman get off on that, man. So we'll see what kind of fury that offensive line has. And I think that's really when you start to circle things and say, what are you really looking at this year? What what do you hope for this year? I think that's what you'll look at and hope for. Hey, by the way, coming up at the bottom of the next hour, uh, the Reds swept by the Brewers. We'll go back to our guy Mo Egger in Cincinnati and talk to him. And controversy out of a Hall of Famer coming up at the bottom of the next hour as well. So stay tuned for that in case you have not heard. Uh, This portion of the program brought to you by one of our terrific sponsors who are helping us out with a motorcycle ride this year, the Four Seasons Island Resort. Uh, One of the prize packages for those that pre-register is a champagne basket, a couple of bottles of champagne and some glasses, and also a nice gift card that goes in there for a weekend stay, two nights, not one, two nights, Friday and Saturday night, stay at the Four Seasons Island Resort on the beautiful Muscano River Island. And uh, very historic, very cool, very eclectic getaway place. It can be romantic. It can be sports-related. It can be a great place to go and just detach. It's just a lot of fun, and it's a really cool place to go. That's our friends at the Four Seasons Island Resort. But you can book a stay. Right now, the UTV, the ATV trails are open. The waterfall tours are going on. Fishing, pontoon boating, everything right up there. Call Barb, 715-938-5110, 715 715-938- 938 5110. That's the Four Seasons Island Resort. And make sure you say you heard it here for 15% off of your stay. That's the Four Seasons Island Resort. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Looking for a hot ride this summer? Find yours this July at Pottawatomie. You could win your share of $400,000 in cash and prizes or rumble all summer long in one of four brand-new Harley-Davidson motorcycles. It's the Hot Ride Motorcycle Giveaway this July, only at Pottawatomie Casino Hotel, Milwaukee. Visit PaysBig.com slash HotRide for more details. Must be 21 and a club member to play. Like nobody know. Good to have you back. Good to be back in town. Good to be. Uh, one of the things we did on vacation, I got a couple of questions about it, was, and uh, I'll, I'll describe the day for you really quick. Um, we went to the pool. We had beverages, smoked a cigar too. hung out in the sun. Then took a nighttime rides on the lake on the boat and then went to the deck on the back of the house and had beverages and maybe ate a little bit and smoked cigars and watched the sunset. and woke up the next day and did it all over again, whether it was our friends. We had a lot of different craft beers from Wisconsin. Uh, we had some craft beers from down there, but one of the things that I enjoyed, that everybody enjoyed, was uh, Cider Boys and our friends from Point Brewing up in Stevens Point, brewing excellence since 1857. Thanks to them for being a part of the program, and thanks to them for being a part of uh, supporting our veterans and motorcycle ride as well. So we certainly appreciate their participation in the program, without a doubt. Uh, Coming up the next hour, we're going to talk with Mo Eger from ESPN Radio down in Cincinnati. We're going to talk with him uh, about the Reds here at the bottom of the hour, and uh, we're going to talk with him as well about uh, the anti-Semitic remark made by the Hall of Famer Johnny Bench over the weekend they had a whole gathering that took place in regards to the uh, reds hall of fame and that was when while the brewers were down there and so we'll get into that discussion i know Bench has since apologized but we'll talk with uh you know kind of how the reds are feeling right now after being swept by the brewers after having so much anticipation and then not only being swept by the brewers but the brewers shut them out two straight games and then came back and won a game as we watched it from Stenny's yesterday, just with a bunch of fans down there cheering on the Brewers, but won a game by coming back and winning it late in the ball game. So we'll get into that whole discussion. Stay tuned. Got a whole lot more of the bill. Good to be back. And to everybody that said, uh, good to have you back. Uh, Daniel listening to us uh, in Johannes- Johannesburg. Wow. That's that's a long way away. We had a couple people from Daytona listening. We had another person listening to us in New Mexico today. So to everybody, thanks so much. Glad to be back. Grant and I are here. Things are good. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this.